You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Rodgers with a rebound. Back to Melendez, who hits the three. And maybe that'll break the ice for RJ as he hits the three in the closing seconds of this game. And Penn State gets it across the timeline. Brad Underwood says no foul. And in the corner, Funk, 2-1, it's over. The Illini defeated by Penn State tonight. Penn State wins it 93-81. Woof. Roar. There's that See man a nitty lion. Roar. What is a nitty lion? I don't know. But I do Mount know there's, that there's a mountain next to it, next to Penn State. It's called Mount Nittany. But it's not like a, a, a certain type of no, lion. I believe it's, it's just a lion. It's all. I think it's a mountain lion that happens to live in Mount Nittany. It's you know the most ferocious of them. Jalen Pickett. That he mountain has, lion will back you down. Has his way with the Illini once again, and they fall 93-81 up there. At Bryce Jordan Center. Welcome in. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. Sending Scott Beatty off the right way to baseball with a rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Man. I don't know why Mike LaTulip wanted to bail on this. Happy Valentine's Day to all <laughs> the lovers and friends out there. Hopefully, y'all are. Can't were, think were of a better a way time. to spend my Valentine's night than with you right here. No. So we're going to break it down. Our rapid reaction by Cozad Asset Management. Um, yeah, they 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 tried it all. Yeah, I thought the Illini looked a step slow in the first half. The offense was finding ways, but they didn't lead for a single second. And playing catch-up ball, this isn't a team that has that great of an offense that can do that. And they lost. Well, we were concerned Penn State's a wounded cat right now uh, with five players in their career with a thousand points or more on their on their roster they don't generally want aren't generally going to lose five games in a row you just knew they were going to come out with some teeth and Illinois didn't match it in in any way shape or form I will say this Jalen Pickett's a dude but I'm going to guess around 25 to a third of his points, 25% to a third of his points, were on defensive mistakes by Illinois. And if you get rid of those, you're in the game. Step slow. Not a lot of communication. The Illini lose for the second time in three games. 
second time this season to Penn State. That's a rapid reaction. Brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. You're next. Give us a call, 217-356-9397 on the fan line or the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show is next. That's what I thought of that today. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Five three five seven. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn and Scott Beatty. Here is Epps, little runner, high off the glass, and he kissed it up and good on Valentine's night with a kiss off the glass for Jaden Epps. It was Jay Nepps in the first half, came on strong late, ends up with 12 points. The Illini lose by 12, 93-81 to Penn State. Welcome in, Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Scott's with us. Hey, I, okay, I want to get this out of the way first so I don't forget. Okay. When Seth Lundy got fouled by Meyer on the three-pointer for the four-point play, wasn't that illegal? He had circled along the baseline out of bounds and circled back in and got the pass. Isn't that illegal? Is, did anybody see that, or am I getting the rule wrong? What's the rule on that? Does anybody? I, I didn't see if he went out or not. He definitely went out of bounds. It wasn't even like close. He went out of bounds on the baseline and came back in and was the first to get a pass. I can't remember the exact rules. Anyway, it's not the main point of this whole thing here. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, because Meyer was just a, a mile behind on, on that one. But I think if somebody else is holding the ball, maybe it doesn't matter. Okay. Or something happens in between. But okay. also it could have been missed. Somebody will text it know. and let me know. Yeah. Because somebody, <laughs> whenever I'm wrong, somebody will text. Let us know. 217-351-5357 is the text line. Or you can give us a call, as Simeon has out in Virginia, not quite as late as some of them. But what do you got after this loss, Simeon? First, I want to tell you guys happy uh, Valentine's Day. Thank you. And thank you for uh, having me on the call. I am really seething. Um, I, uh, this is what I think about uh, coaches uh, coaching today. <clears throat> I, I rushed home from a Civic League meeting. I turned on the TV. I'm thinking that the game was probably close or we're leading or something like that. I can't believe the score I see. I sit down, I'm watching the game, and I immediately see that Dane and Jaden Epps, who I'm a big fan of Jaden, he's from down here, are liabilities. 
I'm waiting for the personnel changes to take place. They don't come. So we go into we go into halftime. They make a few adjustments. We started to uh, to make a run, and then those same guys are turning into liabilities again. So I'm waiting for personnel changes, and I'm I'm getting the people in my house are thinking I'm crazy because now I'm screaming at the TV saying we can match up better with these guys if we go small. I'm thinking let's bring in let's put Coleman at the five. Leave Shannon in, leave Mayer in, uh, leave Ty in, and bring in RJ. And we'll match up better with these guys than what we're currently doing because what was happening is Pickett was just taking advantage of everybody. And I thought we needed length and quickness to kind of uh, squash some of that. But I, I don't see the adjustments. And I'm sitting there going, are we going to do anything about this? And then there's 10 minutes left in the game. We're down by double digits. In the beginning of the year, we used the press. What? Where is it? Where, where's the press? And then when it's little too little too late, about three minutes, around three minutes left in the game, then all of a sudden we bring in a, a, a leaner, quicker, uh, more athletic uh, group. But we only stay with them for a couple of moments, and then they're out of the game. So I'm just disgusted. I, 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 I usually give the benefit of the doubt, but today I just was disgusted. Um, I know that I was listening to the announcer saying we tried everybody, we did everything. I don't think so. Um, I, I, we need to do a special award today called You Need a Foot on Your Ass Award. And and Brad needs to get them for, one, not having these guys ready. Number two, not making adjustments. And number three, having the horses over there and not trying to use them. That's the the, the disappointing part of shortening your bench. So I'm sorry, guys, I don't usually – call like this but I was just seething watching that game because it could have I not that we'd won but I could have it could have been a different outcome than than what I saw there I was very disappointed always appreciate yeah the thoughts Simeon and 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 from the text line you're not the only one asking where was the press I'll tell you one thing from from somebody in the world of coaching uh, shared this with me from an outside perspective, outside of the team, that Underwood has a lot of good players on his team, and it is a real puzzle. Sometimes it's harder to figure that out. Look at the women's team right now. Shauna Green, the other day, was playing with six players because one of them was injured. Just six players. There's not a whole lot of... Uh, 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 talking in the coaching huddles about, well, who, who who's going in or out here or there? It's just we've got these six players. But Underwood has a lot of pieces that he is trying to work in and out. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not necessarily agreeing with you either. Um, but I, I just I think he has a lot of extra layers to every time he makes uh, a, a decision. That said, whatever he was putting him in was – was was not working, and he recognized that. He talked about that post game, and the the switching they were trying to do. They got lost so many times. I guarantee you, Jalen Pickett is still getting twenty to thirty tonight. <laughs> he's just that good, and he was on one, but he's not getting forty one if Illinois is on top of their defensive approach. They had opportunities, especially in the second half. I think in the first half, it it, it was a lot of that guys falling asleep. 
Um, you know, live ball turnovers that led to some breakout threes, uh, a lot of bad turnovers in the first half that led to breakout threes. So that, that got you to where you were. And then in the second half, played good for up to the almost up to the first TV timeout. And then there was that breakdown that led the, the lead get back out. And that was kind of the, the trend. And that group was doing well, Simeon, I, I, I thought when they got it to. I believe nine again, and then it was another foul that put Pickett off the line, and then you went down and you shot another three because you hit a three on the last possession, which happened a couple times with different guys here tonight, and it it, it is finding that combination of guys, and and guys can't go for forever, so. And we didn't see a whole lot of Dane Danger in the second half because you couldn't really go to Dane Danger in the way that the game was playing out. They A, they didn't have a big guy. And when you're playing from behind, you can't just feed the beast. They tried that early on when, when the game is kind of manageable, but when it's still staying out double digits there later on, you know, eight, six minutes left in the, in the second half, you what, can't go back to him. One point on RJ. He was in the doghouse and not didn't get a DNP last game for violating team rules. Comes out first thing he does is just get blown by on on defense. Yep. So and I think then they put him in again, and he what he had a, like a nice block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go figure with him. Uh, and, you know, and sophomore with, year can be hard. And with Jaden and, and the switching, I I couldn't figure out what they were doing. Well, you could, and and he tried to hint at it where you only switch on certain kinds of ball screens, but you don't on others. And if your guys don't get that, then the communication gets off if there's any communication at all. And, and that's why it led to some confusion. So I I don't I don't know. The, they didn't seem – there doesn't seem to be the guy that you can face guard with him because Jaywin Pickett is Penn State. He's going to get the ball no matter what, and, and you've already got guys. So it's either you're going over the tops of screens where he's getting downhill and you've got to have help from somebody, or you're switching it and you've got to hope that, that the guys are, are on the game plan. So, and, and they weren't on it tonight, and and that's, they, that's on them. They weren't. No, and, and look, if you, I, I, I got background in teaching. You look at when, when, <laughs> when they don't execute, if it's like a classroom – you say you have to, as a teacher, go, did I do what I needed to do to get them ready to take the test or whatever it is, do the, uh, do the assignment? And if you did, then it's on them. I mean, uh, Brad said they didn't have a good shoot around. It kind of like he almost expected this to happen. And this is the first time that they've done this. So, you know, they'll throw in some switches. You've got some emergency switches in that. And, and on the short turnaround with a, a team that has shown that it hasn't been consistent, when when they're not on and a sleepy night up there in Happy Valley and it doesn't pay off. Here's a crazy thing. At the moment, and this is probably going to change because Rutgers leading in the last minute, but at oh, the moment there are six teams at eight and six, <laughs> including Illinois, tied for fourth. So it's not all over or anything like that. But And here's the other good point of waiting to bring this up. Here's the good news. Oh, yeah. Illinois has not lost back-to-back games this year, 7-0. So this is all just a setup to go into Indiana and win. We'll see about And I that. guarantee you any red-blooded Illini fan would rather beat Indiana State, Indiana than Penn State. Well, there shouldn't be any emotion of 
of, of oh. getting up and being ready. And I'm sorry, I misread. Rutgers is down to Nebraska at home. Yeah, at the rack, aye, aye, seventy-eight aye. to seventy. Rutgers is struggling. Oh, uh, one texter does not believe that the fortunes may be in the Illini's favor come Saturday. Thinks that Trace Jackson Davis is seeing flashbacks to his first time against the Illini, thinking he can do the same in Bloomington. We shall see. Uh, two and seven texter did not like the defense. Um, ninety-three points is that the most since Missouri? It's got to be right. Yeah, tied with Missouri for the most given up this season. Not good. Not good. Um, only bright spot. We will get to that one in a little bit. There, there were a couple bright spots. I Ty Rogers was was swell. Uh, instant instant offense in the first half, but doing his thing as well. He he could have been maybe a guy on picket, and again, I don't I don't know. This he is was why, for this a little is bit. Why, this is why we need we need Mike here. Yeah, I know. Because I thought I thought that they would they would stick with the defense that they were doing and just and try guys, and they did that in the first half, and they threw everybody, and then they started to switch. So I don't know, I don't know what just, what what. If it was like, uh, if emergency happens, we'll go with this kind of situation. It, it, it was very intentional switching, or in certain cases, it was mistaken not switching on picket. They had a clear game plan. I think they just got confused, or or weren't paying attention, or whatever, and it it, it caused problems. And there's a. a a texter from the 309 area code talking uh, about Danger, who was pretty good. He he hit all of his free throws, uh, had a couple turnovers, and and again, the the game didn't lead to him getting a whole lot of touches in the second half. And and the three-pointers in the second half, again, you, you can make threes within the flow of the offense but then you take the threes out of the flow of the offense and yeah there was too many bad. one and dones in the second half that kind of yep. went that way yeah yeah because the first half they shot over 50 percent or right at 50 percent i thought i thought meyer did a couple of those in the second half and he just didn't have a great night period and um there's something it's almost like a bad omen when he comes out and hits his first shot. <laughs> I would love because then it just he hits that first three and then he kind of just didn't have anything else and um, Epps couldn't get anything going from beyond the arc. Shannon was, you know, the problem with the Illinois three point shooting is just streaky. It's just there's there's just not a lot of consistency from anywhere. No, Epps has only hit three threes in his last four games. He goes zero for seven tonight and kind of hope that he would maybe be the the most consistent because he can score and get buckets at the at the rim very well but hasn't been finding the three lately and the line I rely on the three a little too much late and they fall 9381 let's pick out an MX electrifying player of the game MX electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project and remember Relax, call Max. It wasn't Pickett, right? It was somebody else who beat the Illini today. No, I'm just kidding. It was, it was Jalen Pickett. He was the 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 player of the game by far and away <laughs> the best player on the floor. Period. And he was he was hitting shots with guys' hand in his face in the first half, as well as some defensive miscues. And then when he was on, he was on. 
Yeah, I, yeah. There's a texture here saying Pickett is not Michael Jordan, um, and and look, I'm telling you, Illinois had problematic defense, but I'm also telling you, Jalen Pickett is is good. He might. The only knock on him is he's he's not six four. He's six two. He's six two. He's you know I think I went to high school with him. Like he's, I mean, he was just an under the radar guy. I I mean, he may become something and kind of become one of those stories, but he's old. And he's a good basketball player. He's just not an NBA-sized player. Mm-mm. No, but there's nobody doing what he's doing in the country at his position. He, yeah, he's, he would he's be. They were just I, only guy, seventeen, seven, and six. He, he's going to be all first big, all first. He'd be team player of the 10. year in the conference if it wasn't for Zach Eady and Trace Jackson Davis. He's going to get All American consideration yeah. for sure. And tonight he was otherworldly. Most points. In a game against the Illini since Carson Edwards, 41 <laughs> a career, no, not a career high, but a career high at Penn State for Jalen Pickett. And most points in a conference game for anybody in the Big Ten this year. All right. Well, that's... Illinois s- providing players of the week. <laughs> and the MX electrifying player of the game. Here is Pickett. Pickett already with a lot of points. He's got 14 here in the first half. Gets a pick. Shoots left wing and buried another one from the left wing. We're losing Pickett here. Timeout, Brad Underwood. Jaywin Pickett goes for 41, 8 assists, and 39 minutes of play. Perfect from the free throw line. He gets our MX electrifying player of the game. If you want to call us in, Simeon's not happy. Give us a call, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We'll get to some of those on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 Five three five seven. Hawkins holds it high on the left elbow, puts it on the floor, backing his way down. Short jumper, good. Coleman Hawkins over the top of Mahaffey scores it in the lane. Now to Funk, the former Bucknell player, drives on Epps to the basket, shot up and blocked with two hands by Hawkins. Meyer has the loose ball and a collision in midcourt. Coleman Hawkins. Not as sharp from the field as he was Saturday against Rutgers. Still finishes with 12 points, 5 rebounds in that block in 35 minutes. And in a line I lost to Penn State. Welcome back, Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. What did you think of the goal 10 call at the end of the first half? Iffy. I don't know they why can't it review it, can they? That, that was my biggest question was, like, why can't it be reviewed? Yeah. I've seen... All kinds of weird stuff get reviewed. I saw one replay, and I thought, yeah, what? I, I was iffy that I was surprised they were so definitively. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised you at, thought like it at was. Like, at the horn. Yeah. If, if it was somewhere else in the game, like, they didn't bother to look at the couple others that were a little, like, more egregious. But, yeah, at the half, I thought they might take a look at it. But that was far from it because Penn State took a 13-point lead. Into half, yeah. It's, in it's the not Illini. the make or break, you know. No, and no. There was one other no. sort of 50-51 that Coleman uh, blocked on or tried to block on. I think that was Carey's layup or Clary's layup. Mm. Um, yeah, that was late in the second half, and Coleman might have just mistimed it. That was an iffy one, also. 
Uh, it sounds like uh, if you missed the news, Zach Perrin went back to France. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek Piper tweets this. Scott Ritchie retweeted it. Oh, apparently Scott Ritchie asked the question, and Derek Piper kindly uh, put it out there. Asked Brad Underwood if Zach Perrin was ex- Zach Perrin's exit was a sudden development. Underwood said, quote, very, very. It's what you deal with with some international kids and having the opportunity to go make it a career. Wish him nothing but the best. So to me, I'm sounds like there's an opportunity to go play professional basketball back home. Makes sense. And that's what he wants to do. Can't fault him for that. No, I was a a big star on the Junior junior National League over there, and they've got 15, that might be a stretch, but I mean 16, 17, 18-year-olds that that get paid to play basketball over there, and if he's junior national level, he could probably get paid to, to play and know those complications apparently with the NIL and international players so not something that, that you can keep guys can't fault the dude and uh, the line I keep trucking on although I, I don't know how much um, yeah but just kill he the, was going to be counted on yeah but just kill the Underwood random off takes oh yeah. no 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 I'm not I, saying you have that I'm just saying it sounds like they jumped through you know hoops and did everything they could yeah. just to get him over here they got him into whatever high school so that he could get the high school credits to get him into college or i don't know i don't know that's not a big point uh, news talk 1493.9 fm wdws champagne urbana and light rock 97.5 whms champagne urbana uh texture talking about yeah shooters wide open and that was more so in the the first half in the second half the three-point shooting um, Penn State 20% in the second half, but in the first half, 10 of 18 and slow rotation, miscommunication. It's not good defense. It is what it is. Uh, Spud Webb, <laughs> that's that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, well, and, and he's different, too, in that he gets all these points. Yeah, the texts are saying maybe Pickett's the next spud Webb. well yeah yeah and he's not going to shoot over these guys in the nba and he doesn't get to the line what did i see what he got four of his six free throws were in garbage time and coming into the game he had one free throw attempt in the last four games so game doesn't really translate i don't think he's going to go five for nine i could look it up i don't think he's gone five for nine from three that's just something that that he found dude had a career night but the defense did not help that is He's a really good college player. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. If you want to chime and, and, in. And I'm not ripping on him. Maybe he's a good pro in the future. I'm just saying. Like, you're right. Not everything translates one way or the other. I think Coleman Hawkins is going to the NBA, and I think <laughs> Coleman Hawkins is great. I really don't like the criticism of Coleman Hawkins. He didn't have a spectacular night. He had an okay night. Yeah. And the reason I don't like the criticism of Coleman Hawkins is I think he's everything to this team. He is. He but my point is, is he's more over. draftable and projectable in the NBA than guys that get more stats than him. Yeah. Yeah. Still, definitely. You see it in all kinds of sports. I'm going on a rant here. <laughs> there are baseball players that I'm going to go see all spring that are never going to sniff the major leagues, that are going to have really good baseball seasons this year. They're going to be on all conference teams and whatnot, and they're never going to see. It, it's okay if you're a really good college player. It's not all about just who's in the NBA or not or going in the NBA. And sometimes guys start to put it together 
right at the end of college or after college. And nobody nobody ever likes losing to Penn State. No, you, it's it's just got this. There's some there's something about that place. It just sort of it's like a vacuum that sort of tries to suck your energy away when you go into that Bryce Jordan Center. Look at that play. I mean, this team. I, I get it. They're five and nine, but they have some pop and and some energy to the way they play and and they just can't get anybody in that place well they're and old it, and it just kind of rattles you if if you're walking into Mackey, you're getting all geared up for a, a loud you know students on top of you can't find a seat place and and you walk into there and you go where am i am i like in a sleep am I, am I, this looks like a thanksgiving event you know where there's just a half full arena of some fans and it just kind of what is this and also, is there PA announcer trying to do play-by-play over the PA mic? I I couldn't Jeez. I couldn't hear it that well. This is why Tim Sinclair is a pro, <laughs> and others that do Illini events, uh, is because you you it's not about you, dude. It's not about <laughs> you. Say who made the shot. Nugget, nugget, <laughs> nugget. What happens if you get fouled on a three-pointer attempt and you miss all three? That's that's this the is tough. Not, that's yeah. the tough question. What happens if you make the first? Are the the second two still in play? Ooh. What if you miss the front and the third? These are questions that have yet to be answered. What what are the terms and conditions of the, the because some deal? may apply? I don't know if Larry some terms and conditions may apply. I don't know if Larry has the answers down in Savoy, but he's got thoughts on tonight's game. Hey, Larry. Oh, I'm trying to find answers, gentlemen. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Well, okay, let me just kind of start. I agree 100% with a lot of the things that Simeon uh, was saying about uh, the adjustments and what should have been done and what, you know, I, I agree with him with that 100%. Um, to me tonight, it was like I was watching the December game all over again. Uh, the only difference between the December game and the game tonight is that a picket drop 41 on them. Uh, I think Penn State is the only team in the Big Ten so far that has swept the Illini. Correct? Yes. yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, I had heard that this team had lost four games in a row. So I looked the games up that they had lost. Purdue. Nebraska, I didn't even know they had lost to Nebraska. Wisconsin, uh, and uh, Maryland. Maryland, okay. Now, it was so frustrating, again, as I said, watching the December game all over again. And this team, I hope they don't have to play Penn State. I hope they don't draw Penn State in the first game of the Big it's Ten. bad time. matchup. It's a really bad that's matchup. Gonna, that's going to be a disaster. <laughs> okay. So those four games that they lost in a row, can you guys tell me or explain to the audience what those teams did to defeat the very same team that has beaten us twice this season and if you say defense all right i'm going to worry about that because we are three quarters of the way through the season almost into march okay 
And if this team hasn't figured out how to defend a team like Penn State and how, and if Underwood doesn't figure out how to make adjustments against teams like this, we're not going to go too far uh, in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so if you guys can just kind of share with me what you think Purdue, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Maryland did to defeat this very same team that has defeated us twice. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Larry. Well, Purdue did Mason Gillis and Zach Eady. That's what Purdue did. <laughs> Here's what I think happened is uh, Penn State doesn't usually get the mid-range game going like they got tonight. So uh, the number of twos they scored on, they usually take are getting most of their stuff from any of them will shoot threes. And they got a lot of points off twos, and they got a lot of two attempts tonight. I think Illinois gave up the middle, whether they intended to or not, and and Penn State took advantage. Yeah, they. I I didn't watch any of those games. Penn State basketball isn't something that I. I didn't watch them either. I'm just looking at my sta- time. I'm just looking at but stats. yeah, and they they were all single digit games. Three of the four were on the road. It's not easy to win on the road. Although Nebraska just did that at Rutgers, and Illinois is one of the top twenty defensive teams. And we'll get to a quote from Brad here. They 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 didn't have any fight. I I don't think that. They had, I don't, I think they, that Terrence Shannon could match up with Pickett for 40 minutes, but I don't know if you can have Terrence Shannon Jr. playing defense like that on Pickett for 40 minutes. And they tried all kinds of different things, and, and he had a, a career night. And, yeah, it, th- this is a good defensive team. Don't don't get it twisted. And Jalen Pickett is good. Yeah. Those those are facts. But they did not play good defense tonight because of the communication, and they they threw different things out there. We'll 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 get with with Mike. Mike will have the the more efficient breakdown for you. But they did make changes throughout the game multiple times. None of it worked. Jalen Pickett forty one points. Penn State gets the win. Illinois seventeen and eight on the year. We've got more. Got our keys. Got to play of the game. More calls. More texts. Ty Rogers is a really good player, and um, you know I got to get him on the court more. And he fights. He competes. He rebounds. Um, you know we found a way to get him some 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 points, and and uh, uh, he finds that pretty easily. And you know leads us in rebounding. And uh, Ty Rogers got to see the court more, and um, that's my job. And and uh, I thought he was outstanding. And uh, you know we we we. Went away from him a little bit in the second half, but uh, again, it was it was um, it was not very pretty. On on you know offensively, we can say what we want. We shot forty eight percent, and uh, you know our three point shooting is atrocious, twenty five percent. But um, you know it's uh, you know we got to be better. We yeah. I mean we we had a horrible shoot around, and and that's that was uh, indicative of the way we played today. like Nappy Valley. Am I right? <laughs> Illinois loses. Do you think, there's a part of me, I'm really asking this question not knowing the answer. Okay. Do you think that's a telegraph that I want to start him? I know there's somebody out there going, start Ty Rogers, but I can't, I can't figure out who he replaces. That he would, would have to, you can't, you have to start Shannon. You have to start Epps. Mm-hmm. You have to start Coleman. 
Mm-hmm. So that leaves you Matthew Meyer and Dane Danger. I don't um, think you bring Meyer off the bench. You lose. I know he's up and down shooting wise, but you lose. You, you didn't bring a transfer here to have him come off the bench, and you need a shooting threat. And Dane is a whole thing. <laughs> um, I know could, Dane. Di- it could be Epps that would again put the ball in Terrence Shannon's hands. Make Shannon play point, yeah, and yep. and more Coleman Hawkins at the point as well. I mean, as Lauren says, it's what difference does it make the, once it's <laughs> once you get into your half court offense? Well, in the matchups, we'll determine that we're going to see a lot of Dane Danger on Saturday. Trying again to defend Trace Jackson yeah. Davis. You have to have him on the so floor. So Dane Dane will probably start. But I'm not arguing that he should. I'm just wondering if he's thinking that. He he could be. And and he has seen his minutes tick up here. He's played 20-plus minutes, I believe, in four straight games now. And he played an even 13 minutes in the first half and 13 minutes in the second half here today. I had. But, again, the there's, there's, there's only 200 minutes. Oh, wow, that's had. the first time he's broken 20 since the game at Minnesota. So so he he's getting more, and he wants to get him in the, in there more. So maybe maybe he does want to start it. I mean, you you gotta you gotta steal minutes from somebody else. Yeah, because Epps is still almost at thirty, and that's probably consistent. Thirty five from Shannon, that's what he's been all year. Thirty five from Hawkins, that's what he's been. And Dane only played eighteen tonight, and most nights you're hearing more play Danger when he's playing twenty four to twenty eight. Yeah. So there's only so many minutes to go around. We did see. Luke Goody played 10 minutes. That was nice. Yeah. Both first half and the second half. Yeah. So Ed. mixing another guy in there, as well as R.J. Melendez, who was back from suspension. So yeah. this is this is the bigger biggest bench that we've had since Guy Clark left two months, month and a half ago. Yeah. And Luke Goody, um, I, I remember, Brad said he was penciled in as a starter before he mm-hmm. broke his foot. And everything's I don't changed know if that's since. The, I don't think it's the intent to get him back to the starting lineup. I don't think you want to try and disrupt that much. Well, yeah. Again, I think everything's changed with Dane Danger, and yeah. a lot of the offense circulates uh, around Dane being in, in the post. So things have changed, but we've got to pick out a Tapman's towing play of the game. Car won't start after the game. Call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Tapman's towing or visit online at Tapman's Towing. Dot com. You want a feel-good moment. How about the first three-pointer of the year? First basket from sophomore Luke Goody. Spent most of the year injured, coming back from surgery, and he hit this shot in the first half. We'll give it the Tapman's towing play of the game. Meyer on the right wing. Gets it to Rodgers. Drives left. Under the basket, Rodgers. Pass in the corner. Goody for three. Got it Sir. from deep in the right corner. And welcome back, Luke Goody. Welcome back, Luke Goody. More pieces to the puzzle to solve after an Illini loss to Penn State. Nice shot, and you know it's only one made three out of two attempts, but it gives you a sense of maybe there's going to be some stability there in the shooting. Mm-hmm. And he got one, I don't know if it was the next play, but it was within the next minute or two on the opposite side, and he didn't knock it down. So he was still, he's still shooting overall. Again, I... Should have looked before they shot it at the first, but it seemed like every time somebody made a three, they tried to shoot another three, and it just didn't work out. So, Got to find more consistent three-point shooting. That three from Luke Goody gets our Tapman's towing play of the game. We can get your thoughts. If you've got more keys to the game coming up, tap, uh, Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. 
You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357. Ty Rogers with a catch of the inbound, spins his way down the lane and banks it off the glass for two. Left to the rim, Ty Rogers with a catch on the inbound and scores. In the right corner was partially deflected, but Luke able to save it. Now to Rodgers, backing his way down, put it up and in, spins his way to the rim, and from the right side, banks it up and in again. Rodgers with four quick points. Career high in an Illinois uniform for Ty Rodgers, 11 points. Five of five in the first half, eight rebounds. If you were to pick out an Illinois player of the game, might be him, although Terrence Shannon Jr. had a pretty good game. Shot free throws well, 20 points. Four assists, three rebounds, but T- the Illini get swept by Penn State this year. TJ gets so many of his points from the free throw line. He shoots so many free. I think he's up there tops in the Big Ten or close to it in attempts. Nine to ten. That's just so much his game. Mm-hmm. That was a piece that Illinois didn't have last year. Right. right. Was that attack, get to the rim, go to the foul line kind of guy. And we saw that. That, that was a struggle the last time they played Penn State. They were playing a little differently on offense that last time, but only 57 points in the first outing, 83 here tonight. That was a big part of it. You can't you can't play this team. You can't play Iowa. You can't play three-point shooting teams from behind. And the Illini constantly played from behind the entire time. They were tied 6-6. Don't it, you it, forget. 6-6, 9-9. Um, Might have been one more tie in there, but no. Just not the way. Yeah, nine yeah. nine was the last tie on a Coleman Hawkins Coleman Hawkins three in the first half. Um, it is doomsday as always after an Illinois loss. <laughs> sometimes on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven three five one five three five seven one thousand percent. This Illinois team is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, if you lose to good teams like Indiana and Purdue, doesn't mean a whole lot. And for as much as you don't like Illinois beating the bottom feeder teams of the Big Ten. That's what gets you out of the Big Ten or out of the NCAA tournament. And Illinois has been beating those teams. And Penn State played really good tonight, and they beat Illinois after losing four in a row. You know who else Penn State beat by nineteen? Indiana by nineteen. So we we get caught up when we just watch Illinois that ah we lose we're the worst. No, there's other teams and there's other games and there's things that happen on on different sorts of nights. Illinois in bracketology is about a five seed, <laughs> five or a six seed right now. The bracket, uh, just uh, as a reminder, is the that bra- the bubble? The bracketologists are not telling you what they think Illinois should be, what their opinion of Illinois is. They're telling you. Based on how the committee does things, this is where they will be. And the bracketologists at this point are rarely wrong. Okay, like Joe Lunardi will predict accurately like 90, by the end. 99% 63 or 67 of 68 teams and where they where and how they're seated. Now it'll change. Whatever the bracketologists are saying right now will change based on results, all their mm-hmm. bracketology right now is based on where the team is at right now. And Illinois is not a lock if they completely tank from here on out, but one game is not the whole thing. And 
Yeah, this isn't the same as as Iowa, but this this, uh, this wasn't a, a step back. You you don't want to face Jalen Pickett again. Again, probably a top twenty twenty five player in the country. And he had a career night. And that sucks. And, and they, Illinois helped him. And, and Illinois did help them, it which is him in particular. Yeah, part of our keys to the game. Brought to you by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel, and by. Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank invested. A lot of people saying it was a, a, a lack of game planning. I I think we saw the game plan, <laughs> and it changed a couple times because one game plan didn't work, which is an adjustment. Um, but the Illini weren't communicating, and, and I said they played on their heels, I thought, in the first half. Everything looked a little slow. They were going more over ball screens, but they were behind and that's how you were getting open threes and you were getting guys leaping at the ball instead of closing out on three-point shots and that's not good and then the offensive side actually wasn't that bad I I thought they were getting downhill um they were getting some pretty good threes in the first half but then it was playing from behind and when Terrence Shannon isn't isn't getting to the line and other guys aren't hitting shots um, it's tough. It's tough to win on the road. Offensively, Illinois one point two points per possession. Anything north of one is good. Illinois one point one nine one points per possession. That's good. The problem is, is that Penn State was one point three eight points per possession. The most points they've scored in a Big Ten game. Uh, Illinois offensively was scoring on 54% of their possessions. The problem is is that Penn State scored on 60% of their possessions. Illinois did not turn off turn the ball over very much. 8 turnovers. But Penn State also didn't turn the ball over mm-hmm. very much. I hope y'all took the over <laughs> in this game. The it's all it all comes down to defense and look, if Illinois they shot 7 of 27 from three seven of 27 give me two more just two more makes give me two fewer defensive mistakes that led to easy baskets and you've got a tie ball game Mm -hmm. i mean i i I know that changes the flow of the game and it's but 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 if illinois fixes bad bad shots and defensive lapses even with a subpar effort, mm-hmm. they're still in this ball game. And the, the, there can be one last key is, uh, again, it comes down to, to executing, and, and they would tighten it up there and go on some runs in the second half, and then they would foul or they would turn it over. Thank you. Terrence Shannon Jr. had a moving screen when they had a chance to cut it from 9 to 7 or 6, and, and you you can't do those kinds of things. And I don't think Brad Underwood asked him to do those things. The fouling... The foul number of fouls was not a particular problem, other than Shannon fouling out, you know, towards the end of the game. Late, of, yeah. The, there was not really foul trouble. It, the problem is the fouls that were made were really bad, unnecessary ones. ones. Yep. Then, then Meyer out there from forty feet in the, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to play like bad at the ball with like a cat. Like that's what are you doing? Yeah. Not, I'm not trying to single him out. I'm just saying those those. That's an example of that kind of fouling. Yeah, and they had, they had plenty of those because Penn State was in the bonus most of the second half, and they get the win. 
ending their four-game losing streak. Those were keys to the game by Game Day Spirit and by Hickory Point Bank. Hang on there, Cyrus. We'll get to you here after the break on the fan line on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Yeah, I mean, you pick your poison, and and you know they're they're a team that you know leads the free world in threes. Yeah, and and you can't do what we've done and and, and give, you know, we lose Lundy in transition early, we lose Funk early, yep. uh, you know, we go under Pickett, uh, and let him shoot two just just casual all day threes, and and we just didn't play hard. We had no bite tonight, and uh, you're not going to win on the road when you when you do that, and uh, that's what happened. We. Not picking up the road wins that they thought that they could get to crawl their way back into this Big Ten race after Purdue lost on Sunday, but that's gone again with this loss. Eight and six, back into the pile with everybody else in the Big Ten or the Illini after they fall to Penn State. Back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Scott Beatty hanging out with us. Mike's celebrating Valentine's Day. So we, we thought... We, we'll, we'll throw excellent Scott choice to, on both of our parts. We'll, we'll throw Scott to the Wolves one last time here. I love it. It's and fine. Thanks to Joey Wright. No, it's it's, it's always constructive and, and good to, to get things out here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Joey Wright helping us out as well, doing a stupendous job as always. Let's go all the way down to Florida. Michael's with us. What do you got, Michael? How's it going, you guys? Hey, Cyrus must have hung up, huh? We got we we got more callers as well. We 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 like the unique oh, ones. When you're when you're in Florida, when you're in Florida, when you're in Florida, we we got to get the Florida man on, right? Yeah. I think you guys are right. I mean, you know, not all is lost. In fact, it looks like Michigan is going to lose to Wisconsin. So I mean, it's even going to be more of a quagmire. Oh, man. But I would I would say this: they're going to have to figure out how to guard a pick and roll. I mean, because. It's not just Pickett that killed us. I know that was no pun intended, but the kid from Iowa killed us on basically the same thing, high pick and roll. And if you go all the way back to the Loyola game two years ago, I was actually at that game. That girlfriend can't hurt you anymore. I'm just going to keep saying it every time y'all bring that game up. She can't hurt you no I mean, more. It's Port, just Porter, Porter Moser's down at Oklahoma. Crutwig's out in Japan getting crossed by <laughs> Kofi Coburn. She can't Breaking hurt you kill. anymore. <laughs> Go look up That's the video. Like I, I promise you, Kofi. Oh, crossed. the one where he put the did the take. He that dribbled was, down. The, yeah. That was Cameron Crutwig oh standing under the hoop. Yeah. No wonder he looked yeah. a little like uh, <laughs> some so revenge here. I, I remember you. Anyway, what's yeah, on your anyway, mind, Michael? Anyway, sorry, sorry. I don't know what. No, the no, pick and roll. That was funny. They got to figure out how to guard that somehow, somehow. Because that's really what you know. Pickett is very physical. There's no question. But he basically is coming off a pick. And I mean, and you might be right. Maybe the thing is, is to um, I like having Ty Rogers come off the bench, but the drop coverage with Dane, and mm. at least in the matchups like this, is tough. I mean, it just doesn't work very well. We'll need him against the the bigger centers. There's no question, but I don't know. I just <laughs> and, and that's and and that's where it's well. In that Iowa game was was goofy, but they the, they're going to live and die by this drop coverage, as we've seen. That that is the similarity between right now and that Loyola game is they've gone back to that drop coverage, and it 
doesn't work if you're not playing it aggressively or if guys get hot. And then today they tried to switch it and it didn't work. So you you you, you you've got this one, you've got that one, and, and they they didn't execute it. We saw them work with the switch early on in the season, and then it fell apart. And you can you can lose. And, and Scott was waiting for this comment because. Um, it, it could have killed them the threes that they gave up in the first half, but there was there was so much to it that you you give up open threes sometimes with this coverage or or yeah. when you go to the switching. I'm but, sitting um, there, I'm, I'm watching it with my son, and I just go mistake. And he goes, why? I said because they didn't. Th- that guy should not be that open. You know, that guy shouldn't be that yeah. open. That guy shouldn't be that open. Especially with all the length we have, right? I mean, you know, we we really have the length of an NBA team. I mean, we are long. We are a tall, tall team. But unfortunately, we just don't seem to be able to handle, you know, somebody that comes off just simply a pick and roll. And I don't know what, you know, that's that's just execution. But I do like the idea of Ty Rogers playing a lot more. That kid's going to be a star. I mean, if he ever can learn to shoot, he's going to just be off the charts. I think I would have liked him maybe playing a, a little more on picket and they stuck with that drop coverage but again then the drop guys got to be aggressive and everybody's got to be ready to switch and the rotations were just so slow tonight it was it was it was a bad night when they started to double team him and swarm him when he did get down there then other guys were open Mm -hmm. and then you get it then you get andrew funk with little floaters (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or Lundy. Lundy was – remember, Lundy scored – what did he score? 15 or 16, I think, himself. So you had yep. the same kind of problem that they have good shooters, so it's yeah. tough. And they're veteran players, but, too. Again, five yeah. guys with 1,000 career points or more. Or in or in uh, Pickett's well, case, he got 2,000. I think he's got 1,000 against nine, Illinois. Think, right? <laughs> What's that? I think they're – I think they're six and nine. I mean, when you just yeah. look at the middle of the Big Ten, it's just a quagmire. I mean, if Michigan loses this game and they're behind 54-42 right now to Wisconsin, so you're going to have – that'll make Wisconsin six and nine. That'll make Michigan eight and seven. You, I mean, it's just going to be a jumble. And, and Nebraska's won three of four, so go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they beat Rutgers going away. I mean, they beat them by like 13-14 just a couple yeah. minutes ago. There's just so. not the, – the days of – Illinois in 05 nearly running the table just isn't going to happen anymore. Not with this no. many uh, uh, new teams, new to each other teams, and there's there's just so much up and down in this conference. And yeah, the Big Ten might be a little bit down, but this is just college basketball this year. You're seeing it all over the place. The worst team. You know, I don't even know if they're that down. Do you? Know, you know what I mean? I'm not. They they're are, lacking but, star power. That's what the problem yeah, is. Yeah, they don't have other than Purdue. I mean, that's the only. But they got a lot of just good middle of the road teams. It'll be interesting to see how they do in the tournament. They, yeah, I, I think, I think the Big Ten shoots it better than than they have in, in years past. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. But hey, a lot of good thoughts there, Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night, you guys. It's always fun to call from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hope the weather's good. Thanks for listening all the way down in Florida. Let's go here locally to Cyrus, who's been hanging on. Hey, Cyrus. Hey, gentlemen. I have three questions. Uh, The first one is, you touched on this earlier, but would you mind unpacking a little bit more um, whether or not there are some real pitfalls to having so many available players that can play and I know I have my own thoughts about that, but I'd be curious to hear what each of you thinks about 
you know, having a bench as big as they do right now and how that could negatively impact the team. Second question, who would you all say is the unquestionable floor leader on this team? And then number three, they've got six games left, three on the road and three at home. How do you see them finishing? And when you talk about the unquestioned floor leader, I'd like to know why you think that person is the unquestioned leader on the floor. That's it. What was the last question? What do you think they're going to do in the last six? Yeah. Yeah, like maybe quickly break that down. Three on the road, three at home. Okay. Thanks. I got you here. Here's my thanks, quick take. Thanks right? thoughts, yeah, Cyrus. thanks, Cyrus. Rapid fire. Pow, pow, pow. Pitfalls. I would say it's not that it's bad in and of itself. It creates different challenges. Okay? If you've got a short bench, everybody knows their roles. There's no question. When you look at the with Illinois women's team, there's no questions in the locker room who's doing what. Everybody knows what they're doing. You might be mad about it, but you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't know maybe game to game. You mix that in with egos and uh, and futures and every everything, and and keeping everybody happy and satisfied. Why was Phil Jackson so good at coaching the Bulls? It wasn't necessarily because of the X's and O's. It was because he coached a team of egos <laughs> and got them to play together. You had Dennis Rodman with Michael Jordan out there. <laughs> anyway. I'm not saying that's the situation here. I'm just saying there's a lot of guys. Nobody wants to be on the bench. That's not your dream. <laughs> so Especially for these guys. Yeah. And who, and, and when you have that. a lot of comparable players, they're probably all thinking, I need to be out there. Mm-hmm. And when they get pulled and they're upset and you can see it, there's just a lot of things. So I would say it's not a it's not a it's a good problem, but it's a problem. It's a puzzle to be solved, mm-hmm. okay? Unquestioned floor leader, Coleman Hawkins. Look at his body language. Look at the way he rallies the team. Look the way he talks to them. Look the way he speaks to the media. He's a um, he, he can be probably too candid sometimes <laughs> for maybe the coaches liking, but I think Coleman Hawkins is the leader, and I think he's grown in that in this year. And last six, uh, what do we got? At Indiana, I'm home, Minnesota, Northwestern, at Ohio State, at Purdue. What am I missing? We got five left. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I miscounted. Oh, Michigan at home. Yeah. I'm feeling three and three and four and two. I, Which I, is going to get you 12 and eight, 11 and nine. That's a tournament team. Mm-hmm. You win the ones you're supposed to, and I don't know. And pick then the one Big Ten tournament, you're against trying Indiana to. The Big Ten tournament stakes are Purdue. to get, get uh, a seed that you want in the Big Ten tournament. Or in the NCAA tournament. Okay, there's my takes. I like it. Working backwards, I'd say three and three, four and two, all gettable games, um, except for Purdue and Indiana. Leave you questions. I think the other four are very gettable. So uh, yeah, four and four, three and two, four, 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 four and two, two or three, three and three, three, and three. Yeah. three and three. Yep. Um, I would say that Coleman is as far as being the the vocal guy, but. Um, it's just it. I I don't know if it's necessarily like a guy that everybody like leans on because this isn't a team that's kind of come up through the the ranks together. If you're saying the floor, he's, le- he's okay. the guy who rallies the troops. Yes. If you're saying the floor leader is this is the guy who we just go to when we need a bucket, like Trent Frazier, or just something, yeah, or Io. No, then he's not. That's not. I don't know that there's that guy. And. I but think that the the, the 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 team morale leader is Coleman, and I think that leads into the big or small bench. If you've got bona fide dudes that have got to be out there thirty to forty minutes a night, 
you play them like that. And I, the the guys that do play those 30 to 40 minutes a night consistently, Coleman and, and Shannon, are those guys. The rest of them aren't those dudes. So unless you have those guys, it's okay to have a bigger bench. But then that's where, where it comes into to manage, managing the egos. It's not a bad problem to have all the talent that they do. But I don't think the difference between the third guy and the eighth or ninth guy coming off the bench is that much of a difference, which is kind of a problem in itself, but also a good thing. And when you have young people and people who just they're, – they're trying to figure out so much in themselves. And ego isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there, there's a healthy aspect to ego, mm-hmm. right? But but – they they are wanting they want numbers like everybody else they want to be noticed and it's hard at 19 and 20 and even 21 and 22 to go i don't care i just want to win i mean that is the that's the statement you'll get all the time but that is still a hard part of this i think they're telling themselves that sometimes is i don't care i just want to win i just want to help the team right mm-hmm. well to actually get to that point in your mind and go, I don't care if I play one minute or 39, let's get the dub. That's hard to get to because it's just, it's human nature. I'm not ripping on any one person here or even calling out somebody. I'm just saying that's a growth aspect of young people. No, and I I think they're they're in between that point. Whereas Mm -hmm. before this earlier on, you know, end of December, January, you were wondering it was more, you know, me versus we, whereas now it's, you're just getting into the nitty gritty and sometimes you you win and sometimes you lose. Like this Penn State team has beaten Iowa, Indiana, and Michigan, you know, all, all three of the, the top or higher teams in, in the Big Ten. So it, it sometimes it, it just, it just comes down to just getting it done. And I don't know, this this is a, a good team, but they just don't have, you know, that extraordinary talent. And that's where that's where it becomes a crapshoot. And, you know, maybe maybe this team will lose on the first weekend in March. Maybe this team could make the Elite Eight. I could see both. Because, yep. oh, that was the point I was going to come back to with the unpredictability of all of college basketball. The worst team in the Big 12, Texas Tech, this week, in the last three days, got wins over number six Texas. And number twelve, Kansas State. They were one in ten in the Big Twelve going into that weekend, and they just won two in a row against the top two teams in the Big Twelve. So it happens everywhere. If you want a sport where the best team never loses, you want to follow college football. Yep. <laughs> and, and even if you want a sport where the best team usually wins, then you can follow college basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we like it. And it's tough. It's yeah. tough losing to Penn State. Nobody wants to lose to Penn State. But that's what the Illini do. They're swept by the Nittany Lions this season. They head to Bloomington, back-to-back road games for the Illini. We preview that last call here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. Nine to shoot. Here's a steal by Shannon. Stole it away from behind. Drives to the basket. Put it up and in. Count it. And a foul on Penn State. Boy, just took it away. Left wing trying to answer for three. Rimmed it. Rebound. Change job. With the follow slam. Timeout, Brad Underwood.
some of the few in-between highlights from the Illini tonight. Terrence Shannon scores an Illinois-high 20 points. Dane Danger in there as well. He finishes with 9-4. and four. And the Illini drop to 8-6. and six. Right there, tied with everybody else. Seems for, to be a thing. I guess now they're technically. Uh, I don't See, know. The how kids that works. these days, they like to be in their groups, and so there's this whole eight and six group <laughs> in the Big Ten. That's where they just they all want to hang out in their in their tribes. And, and if the Big Ten is down, I remember this happened not that long ago. I think it was my senior year. Was that sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen, eighteen? When the Big Ten only put like three teams in the big in the big dance. I don't know. Your memory with this clunk. stuff is so superior to mine. I just remember You have recall on specific games that I it goes in my mind and out. But the difference You and Lauren. I don't <laughs> I don't get it, but it's I don't know. Weird connecting things to the times. But uh this is different than that because they're projecting at least seven if not eight or nine Big Ten teams, and then we'll sort it all out, as will the Illini over the next six games. It starts on Saturday. It's an early one, 9 a.m. pregame for an 11 a.m. tip in Bloomington against the Hoosiers, rematch against Trace Jackson Davis, who had the most points in a game against the Illini before Jalen Pickett went off for 41 tonight. So we'll see how things go against him. And then Saturday... After the game, Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show with you mm-hmm. and Mike. And then Illinois baseball against Wake Forest. Well, even before that, I mean, we've got sports talk tomorrow here Oh, at sure, four. but I'm just telling you, and Saturday's going to be Friday, a thing. Friday, the season kicks off at 11, so hopefully when it's sunny and 50 outside, you'll be thinking spring thoughts and listening to Illinois baseball start off the season 1-0. and And then a brief Illini Pella Saturday sports talk before a long day of Illinois coverage. If it's sunny and fifty here, I guarantee you wherever we are won't be. <laughs> that's how that's, <laughs> that's how, how, how that works. works. That's that, how that works. That is usually how it works. One year we went to spring training in Mesa to see the Cubs. My wife and I. This was our baby moon. This is a thing couples sometimes oh, do yeah, before yeah. they have their first child. I get so it. We were, we were pregnant, and uh, more specifically, my wife. And let's <laughs> let's go to you spring training, and and we go to spring training, and Mesa is having unprecedented cold weather. It was fifty degrees in Mesa, Arizona, and cloudy. And let me tell you, it's it's not a wet cold either. It's a dry cold. That was that was cold. All right, and then Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, is is experiencing. They got on the PA to let everyone know it was sunny and 80 degrees in Chicago with some freak warmth. <laughs> That's what was This is name? not why you tuned in, back, but this is what you're getting, these stories. Back before Twitter got taken over by our, our sports-crazed people, like Bad Luck Brian. Do you, do you ever hear, hear Bad Luck Brian? No. That's that's kind of a Bad Luck Brian kind oh, of okay. situation. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Or like Toddler Dad. Yeah. <laughs> But rain or shine, warm, cold, they play basketball indoors. We'll do it again on Saturday. Okay. See what happens in one of these revenge games. Scott, enjoy baseball. We'll, we'll still we'll still have you on pregames midweek. You're not engaging with me entirely. And, no. And, and happy Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, happy Valentine's to anyone, Day. To all you out there, to, to whoever is the love in your life, happy Valentine's Day. And, and know that you are loved no matter what.
Scott and Evan and Joey had to do it again. Thank you all for tuning in, calling, texting in, or catching the podcast afterwards. We appreciate it all. We'll do it again on Saturday or come back for Sports Talk tomorrow. Good night, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.